Well, I'll be that guy. Um, it's the next best picture dude. Let's see, and I do not have him. Don't follow him on uh, Letterbox, but you know when I checked on here today, we watched this last weekend. Very sad weekend, you know, going back to the theater, and it proves that uh, we shouldn't be there. Uh, I believe there were like forty-six <laughs> reviews or something like that at the time, um, which you know if it's. A wide release, even like uh, something that comes to Netflix or Amazon, usually you can easily hit with a new film that, where there's moderate interest, a thousand, pretty quickly in the first day. Because they're, for the most yeah. part, people, yeah. and I don't think cinephiles necessarily are above it because they need their to feed their addiction, uh, are going to watch anything new. Right. This review, um, yes. Um, I guess I, I won't say his name. How about that? Um, one and a half stars. It has 20 likes. Which it's nothing against uh, next best picture, um, even though their entire structure is foolish. <laughs> what they talk about <laughs> award season, yeah, especially now. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, did not get in. <laughs> Rough year for the those ground folks. Floor there, <laughs> uh, feel so sad for them. Uh, the truest tragedy of the last year of 2020, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Quote: While the performances and chemistry from Billy Crystal and Tiffany Haddish are fine and sweet on the surface, um, I don't really know what that means. What, <laughs> like, if we're just talking about the performances? Uh, you got through half of his review, and you already have questions on this one sentence review. The directorial choices, on the nose writing, and length of the film makes here today feel like here's all caps gone yesterday. Wait. 20 what? likes. 20 <laughs> likes on this. Meanwhile, uh, my review, uh, I mentioned Tiffany Haddish and her ass, which is a prominent, one of the many uh, gags, old-fashioned gags, um, four likes. So, see, we're, we're training people to suck with these type of things. <laughs> <With> these... <laughs> All right, that's enough trash talking of our uh, fellow film fans. Um I guess we can trash talk this movie. Yes. Now let's trash talk this terrible fucking movie. Want to have some laughs? Hell yeah. Thank you for bidding on me in the auction. I am so flattered that somebody your age would be a fan of my work. I don't know who the hell you are. My ex really wanted to meet you, so he bid. How much? Twenty-two. $2,200? That's fantastic. $22. It started at 20 and then it went up in 50 cent increments. I'm a comedy writer. All right, guys, very funny stuff. I also write for Broadway and movies. Why is your face suddenly bigger than it was before? Oh, my God, are you allergic to seafood? Oh, my God. She doesn't have insurance, and she really shouldn't be leaving him by herself. Your daughter is going to be fine. My... Why did you tell the doctor that I was your father? I was a little loopy by then. Are you doing anything right now? No. Want to have some laughs? Come on, queen, smile, girl, smile. Marilyn Monroe from The Seven Year Itch. Mm. I'd be at you too if I had hot subway air blowing up my ass. Doctor, thanks for seeing me so late. How's the writing going? It's all of these young kids. In the tradition of George Carlin and Richard Pryor. Somebody's got to talk to Roger about his inflections. Come on, sub-peanut. What, what is that, a very small peanut? Are you doing what we talked about? I try not to vary my routine. You have medicines to help you. I was backed up for like eight days. And you can always give yourself an enema. I'm saving that for my birthday. Who are they? That's my family. If they're your family, why do you have their names written down? 
Charlie, you can't be alone anymore. If you ever need my help, I'm here. I'm writing something, and I have to finish before my words run out. I'll take care of them. May I ask what your relationship is? I don't know. I don't know. The road is traveled is the hottest I know. Gets lonely when you're out on your own. Do you live here? I'm his friend. But your dad needs you right now. I mean, this young woman is full of surprises. This is no time for jokes. It's the perfect time for jokes. <laughs> you funny, old man. Everybody needs somebody sometime. Everybody needs somebody sometime. I want to have fun. I want to laugh. I want to not be scared. And I want to write the book. And I want to do all of that with you. Hell yeah. Everybody needs somebody sometime. I didn't want for this to happen. That this, it didn't happen. Your little frail body would not be able to handle all these groceries. I'll break your back. Then you die. Can't have it. So you have, in the past, you've termed these episodes Weekend Wasted. And this is, yes. this. I'm clever that way. Unlike the uh, the next best picture, which actually is pretty similar <laughs> as far as, you know, coming up with the title. Um, but we have a new title. Yes. I would say, yes, oh, yes. What it, I forgot what it was already. It doesn't I don't listen, listen to our friend. conversation that <laughs> Dave is actually involved in. Um, you should know that by now. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I edit some of these episodes. I can tell him, like, oh, he totally checked out there. Play a clip. <laughs> Roll the clip for here today. So our friend uh, over at uh, Wards Don't Matter, which you are a co-host of. I'm, I'm not a friend there. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a business partner, I guess. That's right. Um, yeah, we, we started this episode making fun of uh, <laughs> someone basing their film fandom and, I guess, hobby in a way around awards culture. And then I'm like, anyway, Dave and my buddy Andrew <laughs> have this other show about the Oscars. Um, Andrew uh, legitimately did not remember what we call these new release episodes. Uh, and he termed them opening weekend sadness, which <laughs> isn't as catchy. Yeah. Uh, but perhaps as more descriptive yeah. uh, for this. Although week. I would argue that this is the first, like it's not like every movie that we've done opening weekend wasted for has been, but but this is the first one that for me feels like a complete waste. Like this is. Oh, so you're going the other way. You're saying this we we stick with yeah. the original title because this is the truest sense of it. It was a waste of time. Uh, yeah. Dave and I go back to the theater. Uh, we get to see this together in person. Um, we were not six feet apart because we're uh, both vaccinated, as you also should be. Yep. Whoever's listening to this, and um, yep. if you can it. now, I'm 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 yep. mainly chiding stupid Americans where we're like begging right. people. I think did you see where like the state of Ohio is going to have like a a million dollar lottery for people like into get into the drawing? You have to go get vaccinated. That's that is prime fuck America. It's like, so Jesus sad. Christ. That's These other so countries sad. are desperate. Um, you know, and we're not talking about poorest countries. We're talking about like in Europe where they're like desperate to right. get vaccines. And in America, we have to run a lottery. <laughs> not only can you save yourself and possibly your family members and friends, but you may also get a million dollars for being a good person. Good. In quotes yep. there. Um, yeah, we watched this one together. We we got bumped from watching Wrath of Man <laughs> because the theater, in true, you know, coming off the, you know, still living in the pandemic age, uh, probably does not have enough workers 
to to, to yep. open the building and to run the first matinee showing. So they say, <laughs> who needs them? Not Mike and Dave. <laughs> Dave was already pot committed to the four o'clock showing of here today. So sorry, Guy Ritchie. Sorry, Jason Statham. Sorry, list listeners. Presumably, I say this has to be a better movie. I mean, I don't see how it couldn't. But yeah, this is a big this is a big whiff. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to approach this in a fair way because I don't like Billy Crystal. I came mm-hmm. into this like, okay, I'm going to be the hater. And this movie, it feels like I'd be picking on the very incredibly old here with Billy Crystal. And I've, I've said that he's, I don't, I've never really found him that funny. Even getting into when Harry met Sally, I think the film works best when he's just sad and <laughs> strangely when he's just the romantic partner uh, instead of his mugging and his like jokes. But man, comedians, when they get, old it's just i don't i don't know if it's just the passage of time here because as i said i've never found him particularly funny but i never have found him to be so out on a limb on his own and i will agree with our non-friend certainly now (laughs) at next best picture that it is the directing choices of mr crystal that really hangs out crystal the performer here because there are so many scenes where i'm just begging for them just get out of this. Just get, okay, you told your joke. Now let's just exit gracefully and they just keep going. Or there's these long pauses Oof. or they introduce secondary characters to just come in after Crystal as Charlie here as the aging comedian um, does not impress the younger generation. And then you have someone middle-aged come in and be like, you know, that guy there, that guy that just walked out of this room, he's fucking funny. You, you got to understand he's fucking funny. And <laughs> I'm he? thinking, but nobody laughed. Like the, the characters in the room didn't laugh. The people in our theater are not laughing when he's telling one of his many grandpa jokes. And it really struck me how hard, how hard it is to get across the profession mm. of comedy on film. Because oftentimes when they show me someone laughing in the crowd, but no one in the theater is laughing, it mm, it makes it, it feel so much out. worse. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, okay, so in the narrative of the film, in that world, he's funny. But clearly, it doesn't translate to our world. All right, here's the thing. So this movie, there's essentially like two major plots in this movie, right? You have the aging comedian who is starting to show signs of dementia. That's what you led with, by the way. We sit down, both me and my wife, and we're, we're both saying hey this is cool like we've neither one of us have seen a trailer i just know crystal and haddish are in this and that's fucking odd and then dave's like it's about dementia i think and i'm like well fucking great like i don't want to watch this i didn't like the father i don't i don't i don't usually care for how that's portrayed on film i certainly don't want it in the the graceful directing hands of billy crystal is going to take us through um you know, I, I guess, you know, in some ways you could say this is uh, early onset dementia. I don't know. I don't have enough really frame of reference for this character up to this point. They And they, I'll let Dave off the hook. In the first scene, they show him like kind of muttering to himself, but it's, he's remembering the steps of how to get from home to work. So, you know, something is okay. Something is a bit off with this guy. Yeah. So you have that standard plot and you have. Through a series of misadventures, uh, Tiffany Haddish deciding she wants to give up everything to ca- take care of Billy Crystal. Makes you perfect sense. I believe that she would spend um, that much time with him, much less committing to being no, a caretaker. No. But the fact that she would enjoy hanging out with him never makes too much sense to me. No. No, no, it doesn't work. 
but very little works in this movie, to be honest with you. So you have that plot line and then the comedy plot line, right? He's a, you know, aging comedy writer. He's in the writer's room for this sketch show. And here's what I noticed as I'm watching all the, because it's behind the scenes. So you're seeing them, you know, do their bits and they're like, I want this on the show. I want that on the show. And there's no difference between the jokes that are supposed to be good and the jokes that are supposed to be bad because they all suck. They're all terrible. And that is a problem because you're supposed to feel that difference, right? Like there's a guy that supposedly might be a good writer, but he's struggling because he doesn't really know how to do all this. And and then there's others that you don't really like, but they're established comedy writers. So obviously they're the funny ones. And they're trying to make that happen in the audience by having people in the room laugh. But I'm sitting there like, None of this is funny. Like, there's not a single joke in these sequences that works. It just all looks like bad sketch comedy. So you don't see any differences, so none of the characterization beats really work at all. The highlight of this movie for me was actually being in the theater with you and your wife, and there were about four times during this movie where the two of us just kind of turned to each other like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. And that was the highest point of the movie. Okay, like, there is, I will give the mildest of compliments to Billy Crystal as a director, in that there were moments where stylistically he was trying something. Because there's a lot of stuff here with him remembering his wife who has passed, and instead of trying to cast a young Billy Crystal, they do it kind of all POV shots, essentially. And... And all these shots are in this are kind of beautiful. They use really soft lighting to show how he felt about her. I think that stuff is really interesting. I don't think it really works, but uh, not fully, but I can see what he's going for. But all the stuff with him and Tiffany Haddish, who is the main part of the movie, is painful. I would say that the stuff that works between him and Tiffany Haddish is maybe the first five minutes when they first meet each other and they're kind of going back and forth, but then it just degenerates into a gag where she eats a bunch of shellfish and she's allergic and her face like balloons to nine times its size and it's, it's a joke you've seen before. And through the rest of the movie, I would argue, you know, it's interesting that you bring up that you never really found Billy Crystal funny, even in a classic like When Harry Met Sally, and I would argue that he's just doing the same bit. He hasn't changed at all. I don't know why he's making this movie if he's just going to do bits from 1984. I was watching it going like, yeah, I've heard these jokes before, but in this new context, none of this works. And the quote-unquote characterization of Tiffany Haddish is non-existent. Like, there's nothing to her. She is there in service to our protagonist. That's it. Like, sure, they keep throwing in these little bits like, oh, she has an ex-boyfriend or, oh, she's a singer uh, to try and make some sort of personality for her. And instead, it's just Tiffany Haddish doing Tiffany Haddish stuff. She's doing a shtick. The stuff, you've seen it all before and it works, it works well in like Girls Trip, for instance. It doesn't work here. Like, it is so out of balance with the Billy Crystal character. And I get that they're going for this kind of odd couple thing. But then they can't decide if they're just friends and she's taking care of him or if there's like a romantic angle. They can't really decide which way they're going to go. And I don't think they understand just how creepy it comes across. Because there's a couple moments where they're, they're not, it's not anything they do, but when they're talking about their relationship, like, are you guys together? And they're like, we don't know. And it's just very coy and weird. And I was just like, yeah, I don't there, like this. There should be an expected fuck no. What are you, crazy? 
because he's right. Right? Shouldn't she she be insulted? Yeah. Well, absolutely. She should be the one saying, uh, "Are you kidding me? I'm not going to be with the crypt keeper over here." Like Jesus. In what world? Only in movie world. Yeah, I think in, when those things come up, it's it's played more of a as a uh, uh, protector uh, sort of aspect from the other characters uh, because there's a another element where he's um, somewhat uh, disconnected from his children, uh, in particular his daughter. Uh, who boy, they really just kind of throw that in there too. Like all of a sudden, it's like, well, here are the reasons why. Let me let me just monologue why they hate me, and it's like. I, I just, <laughs> I don't know. In films that I find genuinely bad, uh, I find it best when they don't explain themselves and just right. go with it. Just like, go for it. Just, yeah. maybe this woman has heard too many of his stupid fucking jokes and she doesn't <laughs> find it amusing in the slightest. And she's just tired of, of dad. Like, she never really grew out of the adolescence where he's cringeworthy uh, as right. a presence because you know what? He actually is cringeworthy. Like <laughs> he still is. This is not just teenage <laughs> bullshit. Like legitimately you were right yeah. as a teenager. Uh, I'm struggling to find a review here that I think will serve, you know, for our show notes. Um, because I don't agree with the, the splats or I guess the full uh, tomatoes here. Um, because I, I think that, the negative reviews, uh, they're they're seeing something stranger here. Um, yeah. I see IndieWire says amusing at best, uh, deeply uncomfortable at worst, um, always capable of stopping the movie's emotional undertow on a dime. What? Like what? That, that's a strange sentence. I also saw a lot of reviews like, you know, they'd give it one and a half or maybe two stars and say, this movie is just too weird for me to call it a complete failure. And I'm like... There's nothing weird about this movie. There's nothing dark. There's nothing interesting. I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's kind of a combination of two movies you've seen before. It's the combination of the person with dementia being taken care of, and it's the, oh, I'm trying to make good with my family because I've wronged them. And you smash those two things together, that doesn't make it weird. That makes two bad movies in one. Like, that's just, you screwed up two things. Like, congratulations, I guess? Like, this is a bad movie. Uh, here's one um, from Newsday. Crystal's first directing effort in 20 years produces dubious results. And that is a one, one and a half out of four. <laughs> okay. That's accurate. All right. Yeah. Uh, I I don't understand the uh, – maybe it's weird in 2021 that this is oh, – like, look at the old man making a movie like he's – it's still the early 90s or something. He thinks he can still pull it off because – Certainly, I mean, the father is a, a bad example as far as the, the way they're approaching uh, the subject matter. Uh, I would say that I prefer this uh, in the sense that there are some... You must really hate the father. It's just... I still haven't even watched it, and I'm just so interested know... in your strong take on the father. Okay, so spoiler alert, kind of for the father, only in that I'm making a comparison so not really, but definitely a spoiler if you give a shit. <laughs> and maybe you do. If you're listening to one of you know the dozens of podcasts uh, that came out this week on Here Today, <laughs> this movie does its own sort of, uh, you know, they flip it. Crystal, he gets he gets weird on us. Instead of Goodnight Moon, it's Bye Bye Sun. Uh, 
The final line in this movie is a grown man saying bye-bye to the sun as it sets (laughs) with his family. I think they have a group hug as well. Yes, they do. Yep. Look, the father, and it's ending while there's no son, uh, not uh, not talking to, (laughs) you know, our, our natural clock on this planet Earth. There is a certain degree of... Well, you're really going for it. You're really going for that Oscar that Hopkins end up end up winning, and it just it's off putting to me. I yeah. mean, I think this subject matter, having experienced it in my family, sure. will always be to some degree off putting when an actor plays in that particular sandbox. I can own up to the fact that maybe that's my own personal hang up. Maybe other people share it if they've they've gone through sure. something like this with. Uh, watching a, a family member sort of react in such a way, and I, I I can't come to any sort of conclusions, Dave, other than um, Tiffany Haddish, her face blowing up because of seafood, and then having a tattoo in her ass be two visual gags to me, at least to my my caveman <laughs> sensibilities, is more appealing when you're going to have Billy Crystal say, "Well, I'm not as funny." as I used to be, or at least the kids don't think I'm as funny. I'm still just as funny. So if I'm going to drag my old ass out to the director's chair again, it needs to be somewhat serious. It can't just be a comedy about a guy that's in an ever evolving world. Um, feels like he has no place anymore and wants to hang out with someone younger to make himself feel young. There has to be dramatic heft. Yeah. I'm not seeing too much difference though, other than the ass gag and the seafood gag between that and Anthony Hopkins and the father. Now that's coming at it from a more artistic sensibility, but it still feels like this will move people. This is, I don't know. It's, it's fish in a barrel in a way. Yeah. So this is actually one of my problems with the movie. It feels really manipulative. All movies are manipulative, right? That's the whole point. You're taking things that aren't really happening and throwing it on a big screen and hoping that people feel something based on that. But this is so sloppily done. It's such a mess. There's like four Chekhov's guns in this movie, and they all go off. There's none of them where you're like, oh, that was a misdirection. Nope. Uh, this The the picture is what I was thought it was going to be. The movie is ending the way I thought it was going to end. And everything comes to fruition in a really, just a really expected way. And I'm not one of those people in general who, like, sees things coming in movies. I'm terrible at, like, predicting the ends of movies. But this one, like, every step of the way, you know exactly what's going to happen. And it's just kind of a mess, honestly. And I wrote a review for this, too. And the only thing I didn't mention in the in the review, I don't know why, but when I write a review, I have this desire to be, I guess, a little bit more professional. But when I podcast, it's just like, let, let's let it all fucking hang out. So all I kept thinking about in this movie is Billy Crystal's kids are way too hot. There's no way that his genetics had anything to do with those kids. I mean, Penn Badgley? That guy is like a stereotypically good-looking man. Like, everything that you think of with someone who is aesthetically pleasing as a man. That's Penn Badgley. And you look at him. There's, there's a bunch of scenes with him and Billy Crystal hanging out and talking to each other. And I just couldn't help but look at this and be like, him? How did... What? No, no, this doesn't, this just doesn't work for me. Like, you need to cast someone, like, if you're going to have a family in a movie, cast them so they look like they're kind of related. And the same thing with the daughter. I, I can't remember the actress's name, but she's also stunning. And I'm just like, what are we doing? And, you know, the little kid, this adorable little Asian girl whose whole job is to be painfully cute, and she is. But, like, there's nothing to it. 
there's nothing to these characters except for our lead character. The protagonist is the only one with any amount of characterization. It's not interesting, but there is characterization there. Everything else is really just in service to his journey. None of their stuff really matters in the end. It's all about them forgiving him and if that's going to happen or not. It's like when you watch a bad movie, characters come and go and they don't have interior lives. You can't imagine you can't imagine them living their lives after the credits roll. And that's what this is. They just kind of pop in for their scene and you're like, oh, they're having a moment right here. And when they leave, they simply disappear. Bye bye, son. There's nothing bye bye. there. <laughs> bye bye, son. <laughs> bye bye, daughter. There's nothing there. Uh, this movie legitimately made me annoyed. Like, I was walking out of the theater pissed off because it was so manipulative and so poorly made. I think you bring up a, a, a really good point that I hadn't thought of as, as far as getting the sense of the characters living on, uh, which usually uh, probably the films that I come back to. I mean, unless, of course, it obviously ends in tragedy. Like, <laughs> if it's uh, something like Bonnie and Clyde, um, there is there is a period at the end of that sentence where it's like, okay, that's, yep, yep. Uh, here, here's a, a movie, and I don't know if I should bring it up. I will do a, a live. Um, is it worthy of being featured? on? Yes, it is. Uh, Larry Crown with Tom Hanks and Julia Roberts, which I think is in this sort of mold. If you remove the aspect of dementia uh, where this man, there is a sort of ticking clock to set things right. Larry crown opens with him being fired and being put into uh, financial distress. So, I mean, there's, there's some uh, reason for this character to make some life changes, but remove those two aspects. And they both generally have here are movie stars, um, past their prime uh i'm not gonna say tom hanks is at the level of billy crystal now because he's still substantially more of a name and more of an established uh dramatic actor certainly but this is not tom hanks and julia roberts and larry crown in the 90s when this was would be like event date night material this came out in 2011 and i believe they were trying to tom hanks was trying to say something about at that time the recession um and what average people go through Thankfully, in that movie, while that's the reason for him to meet Julia Roberts, that's as far as... Like, they don't really let his financial burdens kind of ruin the, like, hey, this is like a Sunday afternoon, watch it on cable television, drop in, drop out. It's nice to see movie stars fall in love. They don't muck it up too much. And like you said, with Crystal and the fact that it's Haddish and not someone who's perhaps more age-appropriate or from his generation... Um, they can't just rely on, isn't it nice to f see these people fall in love, you know, late in life? Yeah, they both have their problems, but this is nice. This make this movie is meant to make me feel nice. Every time in here today where I felt like I would get even remotely comfortable, like, okay, maybe I can just see him like hang out with this, uh, mentee at work. Maybe that'll be nice. No, he's got to have a flashback to his dead wife. And we have to build to the moment where, you know, he, in some form or fashion, went to the dark side in his family's eyes. And it just, when it's ultimately revealed, it's like, well, that, those would be tough conversations because everyone's grieving. But would it be something to where you no longer have a relationship with these people? Probably, no, no. 
So, yeah, this is a time where Larry Crown at a whopping 37%. I'm like, hey, Crystal, maybe watch someone not quite of your generation, but just off from it. That's how you make a nice movie. It's not too heavy. Characters grow, they learn, they fall in love again. Fine. No no one but Mike is talking about it 10 years later, but by God, Dave, when the 10-year anniversary comes up this July, I think into June, July, we might be talking about Larry All Crown. right, I'm down for that. So I mentioned all the bits with his ex-wife. Well, not his ex-wife, but his wife who has passed, all in flashback. And there's this one moment. I think this is one of the moments where you and I looked at each other and like, did that, did that just happen? So there's this recurring thing where first he meets her on the beach and she has stepped in like tar, I guess, that's always on the beach there. And he tells her that you can get it off with butter, right? So this becomes a recurring flirtation with them. And Very Costanza-esque. Let's introduce yes, food yeah, uh-huh. into our sex life. Uh, so there's a scene later where I guess she has stepped in this tar again and she just can't avoid it. And she's tracked it through his house and into the bed. And he gives her this gift in a tin, this stick of butter, which is like, okay, that's cute. But then, like, she has this line when she turns to him and says, not just for my foot or something. And I was like, what are we implying? What is happening? And, okay, so as this is happening, it's so out of place. These interactions that we have been seeing are sweet and kind. They're not sexually charged, right? They're not sexy moments. Then... All of a sudden, I'm I'm honestly still trying to figure out what she was implying. And none of them are comfortable. None of them make me feel better about... The whole sequence. I, first off, I was annoyed because it's one thing when she's on the beach and she has stepped in it. And then I'm like, is it cute that she walked through the house like a fucking child? She's laying in bed with it still on her foot. <laughs> Mike's like, don't you bring that on my carpet. How dare you? I was like... He like beats her to death right then and there. That's that's what they're. <laughs> I thought that's where he was going to the dark side. I thought that was the moment where he's like, "I've had it." <laughs> but no, uh, Crystal is, I guess, um, nicer than us in that. Hey, this would be a prime <laughs> opportunity to introduce this stick of butter. And knowing my wife or wife to be, uh, she's going to turn that around into some kinky sex, uh, which I guess thankfully we don't see. I also think this is a product of the film not having a lot to hang your hat on that it leaves too much room for the viewer to be formulating these alternate scenes in your mind. Like, wouldn't it be interesting if they did this? I mean, they never do, but there's just enough there. Like I said, Tiffany Haddish having an ass tattoo. It's only there for him to, to have a bit to have something to comment on right in that moment. So is that what people are talking about when they're saying there's just these oddities um, I mean, it's all relatively tame in the eyes of like an adult comedy. And that's the thing. Those aren't oddities. That's just bad writing. That's just that's that's the most normal thing you can ever do. It's just poorly made. It's a poorly made the movie thing with sex. Is that what you're like, talking about? Just Tell us more about I... your uh, love life, Dave. <laughs> totally normal. It's non-existent. Yes. One it's... of my lover drags tar into bed. <laughs> Bring out the butter. <laughs> Bring out her. Here's what I'll say about Here Today, which I finally remembered the name of the movie. If you recall, when we went to see the movie, I was like, what? I was like, what is it? Here Tomorrow, Here and Then, Here and Now, Here Today. That's what it's called. Um, I hope I don't see a worse movie in the theaters this year. That would be really upsetting because this is a... Like, you know, sometimes if you listen to podcasts, there's a little bit of showiness when it comes to talking about movies and... 
people are like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. But this is legitimately a very bad movie. To me, there's about five minutes of this interminable two-hour runtime that is good. And that is a very generous estimate. It's probably like three, three and a half. It's just, this is a poorly made movie on just about every level. It's not particularly well acted. It's horribly written. There are interesting directing choices here, but overall he doesn't seem to have a grasp of the story he's telling and how to get there. It's not funny. It's not moving. It's kind of amazing that you can make a movie about a man suffering from dementia and trying to get his family back together, and I'm sitting there, like, arms crossed. Like, is this bullshit over yet? I don't care. And that is the reaction that I had to this movie. And this is unfortunate, given the source material. As you mentioned, Mike, a lot of people have actually gone through this, so it can be pretty easy to kind of pull on those heartstrings. It's something that happens to a lot of families, someone losing their memory, and frankly, it's becoming really normal with aging, unfortunately. So it should be very easy. But here, you're just like going, like, is this over yet? Bye-bye movie. Can we go now? Maybe you're just a real jerk. A real jerk. That's all true. That's all very true. But that isn't this. You think you can talk like that? And have no no sympathy for your fellow man and then introduce butter into the bedroom? I don't think so, Dave. I mean, were there were there any moments for you that stood out as like like good and as something memorable and something you enjoyed in this movie? Uh no. There was one that I hoped for. Uh I I hoped to get the uh Yet again, Crystal being tricksy, being so weird with his choices. Um The uh, Ben Affleck uh, coming up to the uh, the porch to knock on the door for to pick up Matt Damon in Goodwill Hunting. Uh, there there seems to be that they're building towards this moment where Tiffany Haddish, where he is employing her, like when when I don't remember you anymore, when you're you're basically no longer in my life. You're physically we're sharing the same space, but we're we're not we're not there together anymore. I want you to to know when to say goodbye and to reclaim your life and and go live it, which is dancing around the sort of awkwardness of her (laughs) like being absent from her life, putting that on pause to care for the stranger. But I kept waiting for, I'm like, Oh, we're actually going to have follow through on that where she does exit before we get to the end. No, she's there for the group hug. Mm -hmm. uh, But I think the way they handle it is he invites her into it. She says no. She says no. Which is, for me, would just be like a normal reaction of like, I'm good. I don't need to hug you and all of your family members. I'm not really a part of this. Um, But I think they're playing that as like, okay, this is the moment where she says, I'm now leaving you. But that's also right before the credits right. roll. So I... <laughs> kind of... That's also probably kind of cowardly. Where I'm like, yeah, I, I would mean, really... It's kind of a cowardly move. I would really like for Haddish to leave him. And then there's 20 minutes of him absolutely <laughs> alone. Like, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to get the stick of butter either for that, for my <laughs> kindness there. But I thought that was an, a choice they were going to make, which would have been somewhat different for this type of sure. type of story where, yeah, you, you know, you have to say your goodbyes to, to someone you cared for as, as they were, because that, that relationship really doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. Yep. Nope. Nope, none of that. I, I just think a great end to a review, a stick of butter for your kindness. I think that's that's all solid. That's there you there, go. There's subtitle. Perfect. Yeah. I'm hoping I remember that when I create the show notes because if I'm being honest with our listeners, if you like the show notes, if you ever look at them, I'm usually doing that 
from a hazy memory of things I th- I thought I said or should have said, uh, or it's what's taking place in the first five minutes as I'm listening back to it as I write the show notes. But I usually yeah. don't make it all yeah. the way to the yeah. end. So whatever we said in the first five minutes, I hope it was good. I don't remember that yeah. now. That's I. <laughs> what a great episode is good. Produced. So. So I would say, like, you know, I wouldn't recommend seeing this, but I think it's already out of theaters. Like, made $900,000 in its opening weekend and is <laughs> now gone. It opened seventh, and there's nothing, nothing new. <laughs> there's, like, seven <laughs> movies out. This is, this is saying, and I am, I think sometimes when we like this, you think, like, oh, maybe it'll be, like, a hidden gem. Like, nobody's really heard about it. It could be really interesting. And then sometimes, sometimes it's exactly what you expect. That's what we get uh, with Here Today, which I almost just forgot the title of it again, and, we, and we've been taught it for 30 minutes. That is God. tragic. You're so <laughs> stupid, Dave. Also true. How could you forget? Are you mocking me for losing my memory at the end of this yes. episode? That's what you I will monster. do. And when those, days, when those days come, I will continue to mock you. I mean, that's fine, because the next day it'll all be like brand new. It'll be like, oh, Mike's back. I won't remember a thing. Actually, maybe I won't mock you because then what pleasure do I get out of it anymore? Why? That's yeah, right. I mean, know. you do love the sound of your own voice, so you got that going for you. On that note, for the first time ever, I will promote where you can find us online, which is at Offscreen Death on Twitter <laughs> and at The Offscreen Death. I will not post a picture for this. I'm not going to look at Billy Crystal's fucking stupid face. And I'm not going to Google <laughs> Tiffany Haddish ass in the hopes that I get the one gag that uh, I've referenced here. What was it? What was it slippery not when Googling wet? that either because I don't that, think I'm the... – whatever I get. <laughs> yeah, don't you know, Google that. Don't Instagram Google feed, that. That's, so no. I really don't know why I'm promoting this. Follow if you'd like. There's nothing there. <laughs> Just like this show. Yes. What are, we, what are we doing next? We are talking – We I believe we'll be talking uh, Remember My Name. With Anthony Perkins and Geraldine Chaplin. So good luck being prepared for that one as well. I don't know. I watched it on Turner Classic. Movies. Good luck finding that. Find it now, or if you can, it's better than this. But yes. so was Road Trip. Yeah, we we can tease so. it that way. <laughs> Road Trip is great. How dare you? Also had a better uh, old man as he goes into those golden years as he's watching. Imp- MTV's The Grind with full, full mast out and uh, is not ashamed of it. Very sex positive character in that road trip. Absolutely. So if you can get a hold of it, uh, remember it's not the David Crosby uh, documentary. It's a different movie oh, entirely. Uh, it's also available for illegal means if you want to find it that way. And we'll spoil it by saying it's worth watching. So watch that and we'll be here to talk about that next time. Uh, but in the meantime, follow us on Twitter and Instagram where Mike will post... I already did that, Dave. God. Jesus. Where Mike will post. No pictures. It'll be great. Picture of that old man from Road Trip. We reviewed here today.